1: Hey, what's going on in California? If you're like us, you know a lot of people that are leaving or have left the state. Now, Kathleen and I are not leaving. We're not planning on it. We love this state. But do people with our Christian and conservative values have any voice in state government? Well, to help answer that, our guest today is Senator Brian Jones, who represents one million constituents all across East San Diego County, from El Cajon to Fallbrook, from San Marcos to Anza Borrego. A little background on Brian. He was born on a military base in Austin, Texas, but his family moved to San Diego when he was only 10 years old. He went to San Diego State, got a bachelor's degree in business admin, and he's done a lot of different things which I think makes him relate more to us. He he uh, managed a local pizza franchise, he sold automobiles, he sold real estate, and he was an associate pastor. Brian and Heather have been married for 28 years and have three adult children. It's been our pleasure to know them for some time now. Politically, Brian served on the Santee City Council, and then he served in the California Assembly in two different districts, and since 2018, he's served in the Senate. He is co-chair of the Senate Outdoor Sporting Caucus, and he's notable for providing legislation that supports our Second Amendment rights, saves court resources, and removes bureaucratic barriers, which are huge in this state. So, Good morning, Brian, and thanks for being on our show.
2: Good morning, Brian and Kathleen. It's uh, great to be with you. I'm up in Sacramento this morning. We've got a, a long week up here, but I'm happy to uh, talk with you guys this morning.
1: Well, that's wonderful. So this show is Biblical Citizen, so could you just tell us a little bit about how your personal faith influences what you do as a state senator?
2: Well, sure. I, I grew up in a, in a Christian home and. Uh, accepted Christ for myself uh, sometime in high school, uh, believe it or not, at a swap meet in Colorado. Uh, we were going through there, and there were some missionaries there going through the Bible tracts with folks, and uh, so that's how I I came to faith. Um, as you mentioned, I was an associate pastor at a church in Santee for a couple of years back in the early 2000s, which kind of led to my involvement in politics, getting elected to the city council in 2002, and the State Assembly in 2010, and now the Senate in 2018. And, you know, it's just my background in faith, my background in economics, business ownership, all of that works together to influence my, you know, positions here on legislation here in Sacramento and drives, what you know, my uh, efforts to fight for, my constituents in my district to protect their religious freedoms, protect their businesses, protect their tax dollars, and all of that.
1: Well, we're so happy to have you representing so many of us here in San Diego County. So let's get to some of the issues now, and we're going to start with education. During COVID, I think a lot of parents have seen more than ever before how influential the teachers unions are. The teachers unions have been at the forefront of keeping schools closed or keeping them very limited in terms of in-person instruction. Putting and
3: masks on the kids.
1: Masks on the kids. And another thing is really, it seems like, trying to crush charter schools. So I don't know if there's anything, Brian, that you think we can do to curb the influence of the teachers unions, but I wanted to just throw that out there, but also ask you, what is the future of charter schools with, uh, with all the legislation coming down the pike?
2: Right. Well, regarding the teachers' unions, and they are one of the most influential organizations up here in Sacramento. They, they, their agenda is very much accepted and and pushed through the legislature, regardless of what it is. And anything that they oppose usually dies and, and doesn't get passed. So, and, and they control many of the elected Democrats up here. They helped get them elected. They know that they can you know, primary challenge, that elected official, that assemblyman or senator knows that they're beholden to the CTA because the CTA got them here. And if they want to stay here, they have to do what the CTA uh, tells them. So that, that, how do you, how do we combat that influence? So the first thing we need to do is public school teachers that don't agree with the CTA agenda need to get out of paying the political part of their dues, their union dues, and that's the Janus versus AFSCME case that was uh, decided by the Supreme Court a couple of years ago that told California uh, government union members, they don't have to be, you have to be in the union for representation for your job, but you don't have to agree with the union on their political activity, and you can withdraw from the union that amount of financing. And if enough teachers do that and enough government workers do that, that will curtail the influence of those unions in Sacramento. It's very important that we carry that message to public school teachers and every government worker that's in a government union. Get out of the union. Absolutely.
3: And we've been trying to tell people that and encourage teachers just pull out because so many of them do not agree with the agenda. Right.
2: Yeah. And there's just, many organizations, nonprofit organizations in California that are working towards that end. And um, and, and you can probably just Google it, and, and those organizations will come up. The bottom line is rank-and-file teachers, the ones that are professional and care about the kids, they want schools to reopen. Parents want schools to open. Kids want schools to reopen.
3: Yeah. And, and they it, want the masks the CTA, off. Yep.
2: And they want the yeah. yeah, they definitely want the masks off. The TTA absolutely are the ones. You know, in in any case, where there's a school district not reopening, it's the teachers union that's keeping it from reopening. Now, fortunately, in our Senate district, many school districts have opened in October, and have and many more have opened in January. A lot of them are already reopened.
3: Well, and the charter school issue is that the those teachers are not unionized, right? So they want to shut right. those down,
2: right? So again, yep. the the only way to protect charter schools is to um, defund the CTA and the only way to defund the CTA is to get public school teachers out of the CTA. So
3: you hear that people that's what you need to encourage spread your teachers to do. Spread the word. Spread the word. Yep. Another recent proposal and- Brian is that you got this law passed uh, for against uh, foster home kids being used for child labor trafficking and so this was a big victory. It's one of your recent successes. Your bill passed unanimously in the senate that was really great tell us about that
2: well every once in a while we get a good idea kathleen real quick i do want to go back to uh on the teachers and and i just want to tell parents that the the your teacher is probably a great teacher and is your friend and, and loves your kid the cta union bosses do not love your kid do not care about you and, um, so it's very important that we draw a distinction between the union bosses and the CTA and the teachers that are working in the classroom every day, uh, giving their life and soul to our kids to make sure that they can succeed. So, uh, I just Absolutely. want to make sure, make that clarification. Yeah. Thank you for uh, that. That's so true. And, and, and especially if you're a Christian, my understanding is in the CTA leadership, um, there are no Christians in the CTA. I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Um, because I haven't, you know, research that for myself but just know that the majority of the people running the cta don't come from the same background that all of us do on this program they want to tear our uh, society down
3: that's what they want to do and rebecca friedrichs has a program called adopt a teacher and you can read her book and you can you know uh make really make friends with your teacher one at a time it's how we do it and and get right. them to re- withdraw from the union. So yep, tell exactly. us
1: tell us a little bit about because we do have these rare successes in a supermajority Democrat legislature. Right. So tell us about your bill to protect yeah. foster home kids.
2: Well, there there was a bill last year that uh, did pass that uh, protected foster kids from sex trafficking, and for some reason the labor trafficking aspect of it wasn't included. So we went to the. Um, you know, we heard about that and, and got some comments from uh, some constituents in San Diego and other places, the Little Hoover Commission and the Coalition to Abolish Slavery and Trafficking. I helped with the bill. We went to the original owner or uh, original author of last year's bill and said, hey, you know, this didn't quite get in there. Are you going to work on it? And they said no, that they were had as many bills as they could work on this year. So we picked it up and, and ran with it, and fortunately it was one of those ideas that, you know, I was able to get bipartisan support passed out of the Senate unanimously and, and hopefully out of the assembly and get it signed by the governor.
3: Well, we have very limited time before the break, but we want to ask you about this religion is essential act, which you did not get support from the Democrats. They right. apparently don't think religion is essential, but they do think letting pot shops and other, uh, you know, liquor stores open, they can be open. But so tell us really briefly about the Supreme Court decision that recently came down, that says that churches and synagogues, et cetera, are protected, and how that affects the religion is essential act.
2: Well, yeah. first of all, I was you know my bill shouldn't have even been necessary, and all of these lawsuits right. and going to the Supreme Court. So the First Amendment of the uh, of the Constitution protects religious freedom and religious expression. So the, not, the fact that these governors around this country went too far in shutting down r- religious services is just ridiculous. And so my bill, religion is essential, we wanted to put into state law so that during the next pandemic, hopefully never, uh, a future governor would be precluded, pres- would be constrained, re- restrained from even trying to shut down houses of worship. And uh, the U.S. Supreme Court stepped in and issued a ruling that, The governors can't do that, so we're working on that. But, uh, you know, without a state law, without some kind of statute, a future governor can try this again, and we, we want to prevent that.
3: Excellent. Well, yeah, we need to really prevent that. So it's time for a break now. But stay tuned as we discuss the recall, vaccine mandates in our state, and the eviction moratoriums. We're talking with California State Senator Brian Jones. Be right back.
0: There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian
1: Melinakis on K-Praise. We are back with California State Senator Brian Jones, who represents a million people here in our area in San Diego County Brian among the current Senate bills that you oppose and gosh it seems like there's a lot of them to oppose but I wanted to talk about this one SB17 it's called racism is a public health crisis and it seems to me even by reading the summary that you put on your website that healthcare resources can now be diverted based on race just based solely on race so I don't see how it can even be constitutional if it does pass but it, isn't this part of kind of what we're experiencing politically and in our society right now, that everything is being viewed through the lens of race? We, it seems like we can't do anything without dividing people based on race.
2: Well, you know, don't discount that that is either consciously or subconsciously being done, being done on purpose to move our country into a more socialist uh, situation. But you know, I don't know if to, I don't opt in bands like Pink Floyd, but uh, you know he would say we don't need no thought control and, right you know, that's good.
1: <laughs> I wish we could play there right now <laughs>
2: yeah we're we're uh you know we're we, we hear the word racism being loosely thrown around for a multitude of problems these days and I'm not saying that there haven't been wrong headed racist policies enacted by our country's leaders in the past. there certainly has been with slavery and internment uh you know being the most prominent but even here in California, we don't have a, a clean, even California came in as a non slavery state. There's still plenty of uh, state laws from the 1850s through the even 1960s that really had a racist uh, background. But, you know, to now try to guilt shame people these days for the past wrongs uh, that their ancestors, you know, and I'm not even sure whose ancestors did it, right? It's kind of hard to figure out. You know, may or may not have been involved in what is wrong, but to somehow declare racism as a public health crisis is not something I agree with. It
1: seems like the that same. That
3: means more money's going to go it towards seems like something. like
1: yeah, right? it seems like the same mentality that the the CDC and I think locally health too. They they also say um, unrestricted guns or gun freedom is a is a public health crisis. Anything kind of that right. you don't like, it just call it a public right. public health crisis. It,
2: the the. Here's where the Democrats and, and the leftists outperform uh, constitutionalists all the time is on the messaging. They're very good at getting to the emotion of an issue, uh, let al- you know, regardless of the facts or the logic. And unfortunately, with our um, deficient media right now, yeah, our, our, our press terrible board, media. they are not professionals. They're ideologues that are that are pushing an ideology rather than trying to prevent present the truth you know they help them and so they're not a conspiracy but a um cooperation between the leftist policy pushers and the current media in the united states
3: and we've got to do something about that there are alternatives coming up uh there's mike lindell's social media president trump's social media Uh, but people just have to turn off the news. So I want to ask about one of
2: my, let me me just put a plug in for one of my favorite, which is Prager university. Uh, Agreed. Absolutely. You know, they're both on Twitter and, um, Instagram, and it's really one of the best education media companies out there right now.
1: I agree.
3: And there are a lot of good websites, good news, uh, reporters, that are independent of the mainstream media. So, right. Uh, right. But what about terminating Newsom's unlimited emergency powers? We are so tired of his mandates. He's keeping the mask mandate on, even though the CDC doesn't even say that. And most, we're one of the only states that still has it, these ma- mandates. Right. Uh, so right. when is his emergency power that he should ever have ever abused in the first place going to
2: end? Well, I've got a couple of thoughts about that. When Newsom says, Sign, follow the science, uh, listen to the science, what he really means is political calculus or political science, uh, not actual health science. Uh, Newsom followed the numbers until he didn't like them, like many <laughs> yeah. other governors across <laughs> yeah, the country. <right. laughs> yeah, like Like many other governors yeah. across the country, mostly Democrats, I might Ooh. add. Newsom has become addicted to the extraordinary powers he was temporarily granted back in March, and actually it wasn't granted, he just took them. Uh, We Republicans went along initially expecting it would be a few weeks at most, that's what we were told, and here we are over a year later, and every day... So uh, in the Senate, we have a a tool to restrain the governor and and take those powers back. It's called a Senate Concurrent Resolution, and it can pass by a majority of the Senate, and if it passes by a Senate of the... uh, majority of the so not even a super majority, just a majority of the Senate and the assembly then whatever that resolution does goes into effect without really? without the governor's signature so every day for the past couple of weeks Senator Melendez has a resolution called Senate concurrent resolution 5 uh, and we are trying to get that brought up on the floor of the Senate she makes a motion every Senate session, to bring it up, uh, it's co-authored by eight of the nine of us Republicans, and it would end the governor's declared state of emergency, and every time she brings it up, the Democrats defeat it and table it. We haven't even had a discussion or a debate on the resolution, because the Democrats won't even let it be presented wow. for debate.
1: Who and needs that's
3: probably because of the teachers' union, right? Who, They're all beholden who needs, to them. Yeah,
1: who needs those Democrats, then? If they just are 100% concurrent in everything with Newsom, they might as well go home because that's kind of what they've been doing the last year anyway.
2: That's Um, a really good point, Brian. I had not had anybody put it that plainly yet, but that's for sure. As a matter of fact, I might share that comment with Senator Melinda's, including her next floor speech when she tries please, to please do, from. please but do. Get those we, you've got, teachers out like, of the teachers' it union. It sounds people. like you got
1: three quarters of the people up there in Sacramento that uh-huh. don't really need to be there because they don't have any, any independent thought. But anyway, right. we have we have relatively limited time left, but we're still going to cover one or two controversial issues one of which is vaccines, which we certainly have our opinions on. vaccine passports. But I want to focus on mandating. Now, the most extreme thing I've seen in the last couple weeks is Santa Clara County, where they're saying all employers in that county have to report on all their employees, whether they've been vaccinated or not. And if they don't report, or if they report, but there's even one employee that isn't vaccinated, then everybody in their business has to keep wearing masks indefinitely, which... You can appreciate that a lot of us don't like that. But that is so my, out of line. My question for you, is, is there any talk of this kind of thing in Sacramento? Because we see this as just a really awful freedom infringement.
2: Right. Regarding uh, passport, uh, vaccine passports, the governor has said and his Department of Health has said that we are not going to do vaccine passports in California. So, uh, but he hasn't clarified on things like what you just mentioned, Santa Clara County, and you know that should that that should be illustrative to us in how different the other parts of California are from San Diego. That county, uh, I, I would imagine, I'm just guessing at the numbers because I know I know the demographics of it. Probably 80% of that county agrees with that policy um and so yeah
1: that's that's scary uh, i i believe it but that's scary yeah
2: yeah but i mean that does believe you know a certain number of people that for whatever reason don't want to or can't get a vaccine uh in the lurch and look they're they're putting on um peer pressure on those people that aren't getting a vaccine for whatever reason that now their behavior negatively impacts the majority of the other people in the business so that that adds the the even more pressure to it. So, um, you know, we might get to the point where people that, for whatever reason, can't or won't get a vaccine might have to move. You know, you, you might have to leave Santa Clara County and no. go to a county that has more freedom or even a state that has more freedom. And, and uh-huh. I, I hate to say that. I, I don't want to be the person that um, encourages people to leave. But if our government is going to become more and more oppressive and we're unable to stop that oppression, you know, I don't know what else to say sometimes. I just want to
3: put in that anybody whose employer is requiring them as a condition of employment to take a vaccine, they can go to Millions Against Medical Mandates. It's a website, Millions Against Medical Mandates. They can get a form that makes their employer sign off on any liability that for any injury that they could have by this forced vaccine. And I bet you the employer won't sign it because they don't want it to have well, that, liability. They, no,
2: they, so, won't, they won't. Well, sign it. and you know, what's funny about that is uh, the laws that have already been passed, um, excuse the, you know, pharmacy industry. And that it, it currently, because the vaccines are not FDA approved. My understanding is that the business does require it that, the business is automatically liable. Yes, they are. So, for for example, the state senate is not going to require uh, vaccines because of that function of law. Oh,
3: really? Well, yeah. More people should know about that. Okay, your employers liable for any damages if if you get injured, and there's many injuries that can and do occur. I just Uh, want to touch
1: on one other issue because we're really really moving along in this. And and Another issue is moratoriums, Brian, on evictions of renters. Now, I know that there was a – I don't even know if it's still in effect. Maybe you do. Whether the statewide moratorium on eviction of renters is still in effect. But we do know – That San Diego County Board of Supervisors recently really broadened and extended the eviction ban so you can have a person literally renting a room in your own home and they can go for unlimited, not paying rent or even do other things that are kind of obnoxious and you cannot kick them out. So isn't this so counterproductive to expanding the supply of housing and, and fighting homelessness?
2: Well, Brian, we have to do something to impact homelessness in California. And we, you got you you have extra bedrooms. You need to put them up in your bedroom. Yeah, that's. <laughs> bedroom. I
1: was hoping you'd have a better suggestion than that, Brian. But
2: yeah. I don't know. You know the, look, there, I, I think we have a forthcoming economic disaster with the when the when the moratorium does lift on the evictions and uh, the mortgage payments. Uh, we're, you know, the, there, there's going to be a problem, and the the state government won't have a solution to fix that unfortunately
1: yeah
3: well two things we can do people is go to your teachers get them to get out of the union and you can fight any vaccine passports too with these forms that you can sign so anyway thank you so much for being with us brian this has been a it's great been interview wonderful. brian just, appreciate
1: it thank you yeah
3: To bless your neighbor this week Pray for Senator Brian Jones and our other legislators in Sacramento. Let Brian and your other representatives know your views on these and other important issues. Be a pro-liberty activist. Find an issue you really care about. Join others who are working for positive change. Commit to one hour a week or more if you can. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks for
0: joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. To learn more about this show, how to become a guest or a sponsor, send an email to Biblical Citizen at gmail.com. That's BiblicalCitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen Let's Roll on K-Praise.